When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast with co host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Tevin Pittman, and AJ Fredrickson. See, we got it all covered. There's no question about it. We do, we do. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. Well, that's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Ah, I just looked at the headlines. I went to three different uh, TV channels. Look at the headlines. You don't want to know any of them. It's all about filth. <laughs> so, you know. You know, one thing I did decide, <clears throat> which I'm kind of glad about, is, um, well, something did happen since Monday, which I'm, I think is really, really cool. But um, 
I, I just realized, this, this, again, this is all about making money. So even to pay attention to any of this stuff, like I said, I'm, I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican. Now I'm just kind of a centrist and just want to live my life. And I don't need people bitching at me about their political opinions, all the rest of it. But I did like the fact, AJ, that on Monday uh, I was asked about something. And I said, oh, what's the difference? They're all doing this document stuff, and you know they're all doing it, right? Remember that on Monday that we said that? Mm-hmm. Well, it was revealed uh, yesterday, of course, that it's not only uh, the two big ones. It's not only President Biden and former. And again, this is not a political statement I'm making. It's just <laughs> if this show can predict something that's going to happen Uh, 12 hours before it happens, that's pretty sad news. But uh, now they've discovered that Mike Pence has uh, secret documents, that Jimmy Carter's administration was taking home secret documents. It's everybody, just like we said on this show. So I would like to pat ourselves on the back here for predicting exactly what the truth was. Right? See? (laughs) We told you on Monday. They're all doing it. It's like, no, no, his is a lot worse than the other guys. Biden's is worse than Trump's, and Trump's is worse than Biden's. It's like, they're all doing it, and they've always done it. I mean, we've gone all the way back, and I like Jimmy Carter. You know, I, he's probably a bit liberal for me, but nowhere near as liberal as Walter Mondale was, who drove him nuts his whole presidency. But uh, I just, I literally decided that was it for me, the fact that we... Uh, a podcast in Minneapolis can predict what they're doing in Washington. And it's not like we're geniuses. It was pretty easy to figure out. Got to tell you, it's all pretty predictable. It is. That's if what I'm saying. you've got a half a brain, it's all predictable. So who needs it? Right? I agree. Absolutely. So Pamela Anderson's book. Yeah. She's she saying wrote a book. She, I know. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Okay, so now she's all she's all mad because supposedly I mean, I don't know. Tim Allen flashed his penis at her. Yep. Sly Stallone offered her a condo and a Porsche uh, because you know that's the best she's going to do, and that's just how Hollywood is, according to her in her book. What I have a hard time with these kinds of books and this sort of human being is you're capitalizing on your sexuality. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when people treat you sexually, it's a big it's a big that is true. it's it's all harmful. Yeah. I have a real this is why women drive me crazy. It's like you can't have it all both ways. You just can't. Right. You just can't run around capitalizing on gigantic boobs and think that people aren't going to look at them. Right? Well, well, didn't she do about That's the whole point of if you don't have the giant boobs out there for everyone to look at, you're not making money. That's what you're selling. So when people look at them and respond the way people respond to that, why is it yeah. surprising? It is. It does definitely feel like attracting a certain type of person to make your notoriety raise yeah. and then getting mad at that type of person for paying attention to you. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that people should be flashed or no, whatever, no. but yeah, to have an offer of, I'll, you know, I'll take your, <laughs> hey, Jude. roof, roof, you know, I mean, Sly Stallone, I don't know anything about him. If he's a jerk in real life, or whatever, I don't have any idea, but for him to offer to keep you <laughs> in a condo and give you a Porsche right. is, is, Especially if- is that like so offensive that you need to call him out on it 35 years later? 
I don't think so. He can buy me a portion of a condo if you'd like. That's, <laughs> hey, wow, boy toy Kevin. <laughs> no. Boy toy Kevin. <laughs> I mean, and I guess it all depends on, like, the parameters that, like, if he was like, hey, I want to keep you in this condo and we can have sex whenever I want, then that might be a little out there. Like, that's one thing. But right. if he was just like, hey, I want to buy you a condo and a Porsche well, and there's no, like, strings Yeah, attached. he didn't kidnap her and right. throw her in a condo. <laughs> So who was and it who that was, he did that? It was an offer. Pamela Anderson. Can you do that light thing? With Pamela Anderson? I guess. Well, she was, you know, the thing for a long time. Yeah, Baywatch. Baywatch and whatever and else she was Wasn't on. she dating? Who was she, like, married to that was, like, Tommy the Lee Jones. Tommy, yeah. Lee. Tommy yeah. Lee Roth. Yep. Tommy Lee Roth. Yep. Tommy Lee something. Yeah, and they had it's a Tommy very, Lee's like. whole name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> His whole name is Tommy Lee there, honey. You can stop trying to find that last name now. <laughs> Sorry. It's like Tony Lee. Same thing. Tony know. Lee's his whole name. Uh, you don't have to make up another one. It's fine. But in any case, yeah, that, uh, I have a question. And I'm certainly ag- agreeing with you guys. Don't be flashing your wiener to women or men right. or whomever. Don't be doing that stuff. I don't never understood it. Yeah, it's not funny. But didn't she release like 15 videos where she was playing the trombone with Tommy Lee? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, see, what, that's what I mean. That's the problem. You're giving yeah. them bad people bad ideas. Don't do that. I suppose she has the freedom to do whatever she wants, but I just don't understand all that sexual stuff. Sitting there watching her do that with Tommy, they say, why would I want to watch that? What's in it for me? Let because me Because they're it very famous, and that's what... Who cares? They, I don't know. I, yeah, and there's a whole group of people that's like into the voyeurism and stuff yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. For everybody. Absolutely. I suppose it is true. You know, it's just it's just like this Prince Harry business. It's like, oh, you poor little rich boy. I'm I know. T- you know. I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> I know. Oh, your life is so hard. Okay, I just walked in, so I'm not <laughs> sure what we're talking about, but like, what you is the you. deal with the, his book? Uh, he's whining and crying about how he was he actually said that the only reason why he was born was so that in case his brother who's heir to the throne had a physical problem that he would be like spare parts oh god who came up with that he said it that would suck if true but it's not true first of all that's not how organ donors work because you you can't can't just steal organs well you can't they they might not be a match (laughs) That too. You oh, don't know. You mean spare parts? Like he they literally take... meant spare parts. Like they oh, take from. Okay. See, I took it. I thought they just yeah. meant if his older brother dies, they need to have a backup plan. Yeah. yeah that well, that is basically what, what it would be until the first one yeah. had children. Oh. Okay. Then he's out of the mix. I don't know why, but I'd have to imagine there's worse families for like to be born into. Right. That. <laughs> yeah. He can yeah. cry yeah. over it in his palace with his supermodel yeah. wife. Exactly. Well, yeah. There's a whole thing on the internet right now about there's a part of the book where he's talking about is something happened with his penis and he's talking something about it in the book to his penis. in great detail oh. i don't know who Just talked like, about it turn like 50 shades of gray or what no it's like he was doing something and it he had like a problem with it and he's like talking about it in the book and the audio of him reading it is like all over instagram and people i don't are people I don't, calling I'm, him brave I'm like, you're so brave. Something happened to his penis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know. I just don't know what it could be. I'm just now. I'm curious because I mean, not that many things happen to a penis. It's usually the same things. Is this your royal penis? Yeah. You guys having fun? Are you? I don't know. And his mom. It was when his mom was alive. Still. 
And I'm like, why are you talking about this? Okay, Andy found some sort Apparently of he got oh. frostbite during Prince William's wedding. That is a hell of a wedding. It, yeah. How do you get <laughs> out? As a child. Oh, it was a charity trek to the North Pole. Oh, ish. Well, still, oh. that thing's tucked in nice and warm. Yeah, that's a, that should be yeah, like the like last the part of you to get. Part of yeah, body. How, how pretty much. The only it. part of you getting frostbite. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what about his fingers? I suspect Toes. foul play. Is he, is he wearing like like chaps with a giant hole in the crotch? <laughs> yeah. or like, Passless chaps. Yeah. Right. Crotchless chaps. Crotchless chaps. Don't. Something's missing. That just doesn't make any sense. And why is he talking about it? I don't know. I would leave that part out. Clearly, the man has no pride whatsoever. Because wine and like no, a little, he has none. yeah, being a middle-aged man whining like a little bitch is just not pretty. Mother, sorry. Listen, <laughs> I don't know the details about his life and whatever. Well, I mean, it sounds like probably not the best scenario, especially like with his, what happened with his mom and yeah. you know, and like living in the spotlight from the yeah. time you're born. Like you definitely have a skewed perception on yeah. what I should be talking about. In this and movie. being and like, a billionaire, yeah, he's the, he's the just only terrible. person in the world that's lost his mother. Oh, I'm not saying that anybody should feel bad for him in his frostbitten yeah. penis. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you have it. I don't know. I just all this whining after the fact stuff. Just it, it's an. Well, I guess there's always been tell-all books, you know, when mm. people's careers start waning or whatever, or you just yeah. need a bunch of attention, all of a sudden you write some sort of a book and blame everybody for everything. But That's it I just, I don't, well. Oh, you'd probably write a great tell-all book. I would write a great tell-all book and none of it would be true <laughs> and it would be awesome. <laughs> I, don't know. I just, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm over the whole wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. No question. You know, after that last comment you just made there, we're going to have to, AJ, don't you think we're going to have to find a spot for him over on the on the Hubbard show when I start in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, I guess it's, it is now. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't see why not. Wait, are you talking about me? I, yeah, I know lots of Tevins. Oh, okay, I was just, I was making sure we're all on the <laughs> no, same page. No other Devin. I'm just making right. sure because I. Yep. Well, you I said will... him. You didn't say. Yeah, him. you didn't say Devin. Prince Harry? Or are you talking? Well, about after him? he was just talking <laughs> we were about. We're all confused. Could it be on there? <laughs> Talk about his penis. Absolutely. I'll I'll make my way over to the Hubbard Station. He, they're doing it here. Oh, then I'll make my way over here. <laughs> yeah, you can make it over here. Perfect. Yeah, I'll stay. Yeah, Brittany's gonna... gonna be on it. Are you guys uh, boycotting M and M's? What's By wrong chance? with M&M's oh. now? No. Do you guys, like I'm boycotting M&M's? The... <laughs> it's touche. What did M&M's uh, Tucker do? Carlson went off oh, on God. like a huge rant apparently. Like four times in one day. Because the green M&M is no longer sexy enough for him. Uh, they, they took, took away her, her boots and gave her sneakers and that is completely yeah. unacceptable. So he will not be eating M&M's. Well, actually, they've taken them away completely now. They're gone. Well, yeah, yeah now they, the sports candies yeah. are gone. The they're mascots are gone. Yep. Yep. They're on an indefinite pause. Okay, Tevin just used the word spokes candy. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's well, what they call it. Could we get more <laughs> correct? To, oh, Tevin has fallen down the. That's what they're known as. I don't well, know hey, their names individually. Your generation grew up with the spokes raisins, so it's, you know, yeah. really not that different. I even had a title for your California raisins. Mm hmm. I'm not familiar. I even had a name for your segment, and now I'm going to have to take it back after that. Wait, info <laughs> Heaven with Tevin. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. Oh. Is, we, we can workshop it a little bit. Wow. Yeah, we'll workshop it. It's absolutely. not a bad first draft. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, everybody got very upset because Tucker Carlson in like 
one episode, talked about it like four times, I think. Really? Yeah, it was that. It's and, like, okay. And he got mad because, like, the Xbox released, like, they're going to now have their updates happen in non-peak, like, energy usage hours to try and be more, eco, like, eco-friendly. Oh, okay. And so, like, like, overnight. Yeah. He was like, that's unacceptable, too. What? This Why does gen- Tucker Carlson care what Xbox does? It sounds like it was a very slow news day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's nothing there else goes. going on. So you have to be outraged. Yeah, you got to find some fake outrage somewhere. I don't know. Tucker mm. Carlson might be a top Halo player. We don't know. I was going to say, maybe he's super into whatever Xbox is. Maybe he's an esports player. Well, what's maybe. funny about that, just before the show started today, I said I have to look at the headlines. So I went to CNN, and then I went to Fox, and then I went to MSNBC, and it turned out I didn't give a rat's ass about any of the three stories they were talking about because they were lying about most of it. But other than that, the news is good. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, vitamin D's trending. You didn't mention that. Well, well because of the good. sun? Uh, I took mine today, no, every morning. Because I guess vitamin D is... Fighting off COVID? I thought we knew this. Yeah, why we've known this, this for like two years. This is, why is this <laughs> not new information? Well, remember how for a long time they were like, don't talk about vitamins with COVID? Yes. Like, so no, you're not supposed to talk banned. about Get, any potential cure. You need cure. the vaccine, yep. and that's the only thing that helps. So but you couldn't talk about vitamins. Are, and now they're like, what? <laughs> okay. Vitamins. Aren't we on the other side of COVID? Pretty much, Aren't no. We? Too much okay. money and too much money in it. That feel, we'll never get to the other side. Yeah, but I feel well, like I, truly in real life we are on the other yeah, side of COVID. I can't. I don't know someone who's had COVID in a long time. Oh, really? I have two no. two friends just had COVID. Are they? Oh, I don't know anyone. Are they very sick? Did they have to go to the hospital? Are they uh, taking no horse One of them is what pregnant, oh. and she was like, it was just kind of like a bad cold, and it was her second time having it. Okay. And then the other one, he, it was kind of like. The first time he had like flu-like symptoms, fever, body aches, all that stuff, and he's had it twice as well. Okay, but but it's just like it's a it's a flu, it's a cold. It's we're on well, the other side of it, right? And the thing I don't understand is like, Dan, uh, two three weeks ago was not feeling well, so he's like, I'm gonna take a COVID test. And I was why? like, why? And he's like, because I might if it's COVID, then I'm like, well, are you gonna go to the doctor and take a flu test? Are you gonna go to the doctor and take an RSV test? Are you gonna go to the doctor and take a strep test? You know, like. Strep makes sense because you can actually do something for strep, but all these other things, it's like, what does it change? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't you just take sick. anything for it, so who yeah. cares? You're, you're sick, you stay home when you're sick, and then when you're not sick, you can proceed with your life. Right. And, like, why does it matter if it's COVID or not? Right. I don't know. Especially... I don't know oh, why people, I, I just don't know why people are bothering testing for it anymore. I know, I don't no. either. Yeah, like one of my friends that was sick, he was like, I have to get go out and get more COVID tests because I have to test until I'm negative and all that. I'm like, what? 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 Oh, maybe for a, doctor, a job? So. Or are they still doing that? Oh, for a doctor. Okay. Yeah. No, he his work had him that he couldn't come back for seven days. Wow, that's still a thing, too? I thought that was done. Like, I guess. It was like yeah. two days. Just text us when you want to come back. I don't know. And I was exposed to it from him. And I... Tevin's like, yay. Sit right next to you here. <laughs> no, that was a week ago. Yeah. Oh, that was a week. I'm in the clear now. Okay. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch it, so I don't know. I, I just feel like we're done with it. We shouldn't even be talking about vitamin D or anything Again, anymore. Again, there's too much money involved. They're never going to stop talking about it. There's billions of dollars being made for that crap, and they're oh, never yeah. going to stop pushing it down your throat. No, nope. it's never going to end. Yeah. Well, I mean, it still feels because I mean, you go two years of your life with 
the media constantly telling you that you're going to die from this thing right. and it's going to mm-hmm. kill everybody. Right. Yeah. It still feels like heavy a little bit. Because when my friend told me, like, oh, we were at ballet class on Tuesday and I started getting COVID symptoms Tuesday night, then I was like, oh, I might have COVID. So I didn't go to a birthday party in Fargo that I was supposed to go to because I was like, well, I don't want to give everybody COVID if I end up getting it or whatever. And so well, it still feels... But isn't that the way it is with all flus? And I'd rather have the COVID than the flu. The flu sounds horrible. The flu is terrible. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just think that if you're exposed to something, you probably should stay home. Yeah. Yeah, might be a good idea. No matter what it is. I mean, nobody wants your cold. Nobody wants your flu. Nobody wants well, your no, yeah, germs. But the, whole thing, but the whole thing with, like, I was exposed to whatever. Like, there's no other sickness that I can no. think of that I would be like, you know, if you were like, oh, I have a really bad cold now, and I was in the studio, I wouldn't cancel my plans because I was like, oh, I was sitting next to Tevin, and now he has a really bad cold, you know? Yeah. But like COVID, it's like, oh, I can't be around anybody for four days still, which is weird, but I don't know. Remember my favorite phone call I got when I was on the queue about from a woman about COVID? I told this story a long time ago. It's gotten me probably a couple of years ago or a year and yeah. a half. Then. Mm-hmm. But this woman called into the morning show and was pretty pissed off at me because I was saying the same thing. I said, like, uh, you know, is this really as serious as everybody thinks it is? Blah, 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 blah. And so she called in and was not in a good mood, and she basically said, I cannot believe you're downplaying COVID and how serious it is because I want you to know that my father just died of COVID, and if it's not so serious, then then why? Why would you say the things that you do? About 10 minutes later, her brother called in and said, Gee, I wonder if the two-fifths a day had anything to do with it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's a lot of booze. Well, that's the thing. Everyone I've, everyone I've heard of who's talked about, like, oh, I know so-and-so died of COVID. Right. It's almost always someone who was very ill to oh, begin yeah. with. Oh, yeah, always. Right. Or it was, like, really early on that they didn't know how to treat it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the problem in the very beginning was what they were doing was they, they were over-treating. Yeah. Yeah. You come into the hospital with COVID, they're going to slap you right on a ventilator, and yep. those mm-hmm. things are very bad for you. They are. Yeah, like, really the only soup, like healthy people that died of it are the people that it was treated Treated way. way too aggressively, yeah. Well, yeah. the Babylon Bee has the tweet of the day. Man oh, wears mask into Walmart, not because of COVID, but because it's Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yeah, I used I to wear it. masks Wait, on planes just because it's like, Wait, it's a plane. Months. Planes are gross. Who, yeah. Whatever happened to the, what is it, the, the people of Walmart? Is that the name of the website? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, got, it got, I think it got, got the is it, is it gone? Yeah, I think so. Why is it gone? It's funny. I think because I think it's, it made you know, fun, fun of the of. badly dressed. Oh, come on. You can't make fun of anybody anymore. What well, the I hell? Think it's, it's, kind of, it's kind well, of like, Keep a Walmart you know, still there. Oh, it is? Yikes. I thought it got canceled. Maybe it did it for a while. Got, yeah, like canceled where it's not yeah, cool to like, go there anymore. Oh, but yeah. look at God, it. Andy, turn it off. <laughs> what is, what's on there? What's on there? I can't see it. Oh, God. People lots just wearing of, no pants to Walmart. Ass, what? Lots of asses hanging out for no good reason. It's <laughs> no bad. There was, I saw somebody <laughs> sent me go. a video yesterday, and it was like this guy walks in his front door, and he's in like pajama pants and like this dirty shirt and slippers. And he walks in, and he's like, Walmart didn't have what I needed. And then he's going to his room, and his wife is like, where are you going? He's like, I have to get changed. I need to go to Target. Because he like, needs to be more presentable <laughs> right. for Target than Walmart. 
<laughs> I love like, that. I have yeah. to say, in the last couple of years, and I don't know if this is a COVID thing or if I just noticed that every time I do go into a Target, I see um, youngish women under 25, maybe, dressed in pajamas and slippers. Yep. Like they just thing. got out of bed and went to Target. <laughs> that's, yeah, Why? That's definitely a thing. Why have is that? Well, have you seen those like comfy? It's called a comfy. It's like essentially like a blanket with yeah, a hood. Giant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My girlfriend wears that. I mean, everywhere. I tell like her she oh, yeah. like, it looks like, like a robe. Everywhere. It's a robe made I out of blanket. I tell her she looks like the pigeon lady from Home Alone, except yeah. it's like oh, a classier yes. version of it. Because that's exactly what it looks well, like. Well, I mean, you're a target. Who cares? I don't care what but, I look like. Well, because you're going to run into an old when you target. when you dress right. like that, you're going to run into an old boyfriend or an old girlfriend. That's just what happens. The worse you look, the more likely you are to what run into care? somebody you know. Yeah, what do you care? Or the guy that's trying to hire you for a job, and there you are. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. I think you should just put some clothes on, but that's just me. <laughs> I think there's a happy medium clothes. between that and the uh, fashion on Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. We just watched an episode of that. Yeah. The uh, dad wearing a suit and tie while sitting at the dinner table. Yep. Yeah, got to look nice. Mom wearing a ball gown yeah, to do the dishes. The mom was doing the dishes in a gown. The dad was in a suit and tie the entire day, even when he, he was. was eating dinner. Yep. I mean, we really have fallen far. Mm-hmm. We, we have. have. Like, yeah. what? Can't like even air, put like pants on. Airplane travel? People used to dress yes, so nicely. Yeah. Well, an airplane fly. travel used to be nice, so it's like, yeah, you, know, right. you used to smoke to be, cigarettes yeah. on the plane. Okay, like, how is this? One? That's your epitome of <laughs> oh, nice. No. People were smoking cigarettes? No, not, not like cigarettes, normal, like, cigars. It's like the long the ones. Yeah. Like Audrey Hepburn, yeah. Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no actual tobacco in them, it's just the look makes you look yeah. classier mm-hmm. with the, yeah. the cigarette it's just paper. holder. It's a candy cigarette. Just smoking paper. You know, apparently that was the, like the smoking or non-smoking section. Right, like, that matters. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. Like, like it matters. Like, and restaurants yeah. were oh like that. God. It was like restaurants. Yeah, even that was a joke. The smoking section was you. The non-smoking yeah. section was it's me. It's literally mm-hmm. just like a wooden divider. Oh, yeah. I can't see you, but I can see yeah. everything else. The yeah. only place I think they still have those are casinos. Yeah, casinos yeah. do have yeah. non-smoking yeah. sections. And it's like and the whole the place cas- just smells. The like casino is just yeah. filled with smoke. It doesn't yeah. matter. Well, and when people are on their slots, they're just chain smoking the entire time. Yeah. So it's like they're filling mm-hmm. the entire building up with smoke. Yeah. I know. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. A lot of that, no question. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Who was a comedian, brilliant comedian? God, I can see his face and hear his voice, but I can't remember his name. He used to be on all the, you know, Tonight Show and all the rest of it. But he came on and he told the host that night, I want you to know, uh, you just introduced me, but I, he's looking over at the, you know, at the dais while he's standing there in front of the camera. Says, I want you to know something. You introduced me by my old name. I have now changed my name because I thought it was a much cooler sounding name. I was walking uh, through this one area in the, in the uh, airport, and I said, that's a great name. He changed his name to Nosmo King. Nos- <laughs> For, it took me a second. Nosmo King. King. No smoking. <laughs> oh, yeah, the smoking section in the airport. <laughs> Remember they used to. to exist. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Especially the one at Palm Beach International. There was a huge smoking room at Palm Beach International about yeah, 25 years like ago. A, now it's like a welcome room. Was, it is. Yeah. Wasn't there yeah. one at the small terminal in Minneapolis, yep. too? Yeah. Yes, there was. There might still yes. be. I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, maybe. Just call me Nosmo from now on, Catherine. Well, you want them smoking somewhere other than in the airplane dismantling the That's smoke detector true. in the can, well, which some people said, are doing. Yeah. Here, you can sit in 12B because a guy in 13B is having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? So they're right behind me having a cigarette, and that's the smoking section. Okay. Yeah. Was it Paul Shannon? Paul Shannon? No. Was what, did he use that Watson? too? Yes. He used it too? Apparently a few people did. He used Nosmo King? H. Vernon Watson, Stephen Jameson. None of those. Well, apparently it's not an original joke. Well, the, he, he did this in like the nineteen mid-1960s. Well, Paul Shannon, well, let's see, uh, H. Vernon Watson did it from the 1930s. Oh, there you go. He was born in 1886. <laughs> and he used Nosmo King? his stage Nosmo name King. was Nosmo King, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. See, we, what, look at what we learn. One of those so re- much. recycled jokes. Recycled jokes that I thought were funny, and I can't give them credit anymore. No. Eh, what are you going to do? Oh, well, it's still Such funny. is life. Such is life, ladies and gentlemen. God, I've just looked at the, uh, the the headlines for today. It's all just sad. It's about people dying the whole day. Oh, except for Paris Hilton has a new boyfriend and says, Our hearts are exploding with love. Oh. You buying that mm-hmm. one? I mean, I don't really care either way. to. You don't care about Paris. Paris Hilton. Who cares? I couldn't who is agree it? Who's the boyfriend? Is it anybody exciting? I'll have to click. You know, he looks a lot like he looks He's a lot cute. like Vince Flynn. Don't you think, Catherine? Yeah. He looks a lot like Vince Flynn. Reality star forty-one welcomes baby boy via surrogate with husband Carter. Rem. Re R E U M. Oh, so Car- it's not a new boyfriend. It's her husband. And they have a baby? Oh, yeah, it's her first child, not a. Okay, so this is oh, different. Yeah. different story. Just a, well, it's just a different story. Well, I don't know what he read. It's just a headline. <laughs> yeah, she just. Oh, it's just a, a headline. Our hearts are exploding with love. I thought it was for one another. It's about their baby, huh? Yeah, yes. they had a baby. What's the that baby's does name? when you yep. have a baby. But That's she didn't words. have the baby. Somebody no, else had the baby. Surrogate. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she didn't? Well, she can't be bothered with being he pregnant. Said via surrogate. <laughs> but so why? Some people can't be, get pregnant. 
That's true, I suppose. What? Uh, so what's the kid's name? They don't say what the kid's name is. They're trying is to keep Nosmo it undercover. <laughs> Nosmo <laughs> King Hilton. That's that's the kid's name. So what well, is probably what, who is he? I have He's no a reality idea. star guy, apparently. No, Paris Hilton's a reality star. Is oh, he is, yes. Author, author, entrepreneur, and venture. So he's a rich guy. So he's a rich guy, yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Got it. A lot of money. He found co-founded Vive Spirits. What's, What's that? that? Apparently it's a brand of alcohol. Oh, that's profitable. Hmm. Yep. Ask Dean Phillips. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dean Phillips did rather well. Aren't they worth like six billion dollars now, the Phillips family? Well, booze is, is yeah. Oh, I would yeah. I would imagine because like Phillips vodka and like that whole brand is like the rail at every bar. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So cheap. It yeah. is absolutely true. No question about it. But yeah, the headlines today are basically well. So Paris Hilton and and Carter, they had the one positive story. Uh, the two at the that surrounded are brother of Julian Sands. I know he's dead. And on the other side, it says worker sucked into jet engine, told not to go near it twice. It's he probably got, a good idea not to go near those. Yeah, things. why would you go near the front of a, of a just, jet engine? That guy just won't listen. Jesus. Have we talked about how Carol Baskin's husband is alive and well in Costa Rica? Is he Rica? actually alive? What? What? Yeah, I guess. Was Carol I saw the headline, but I didn't Remember know if it was just like fake. Yeah. So what What happened? <clears throat> I don't know. I just know that he's alive and in Costa Rica. Or is yeah, he Because a... allegedly he was fed to a tiger. Yeah, and he was dead yes. and missing yeah. for she years. She probably paid somebody to pretend <clears throat> that he probably. was her. Body yeah. double. So didn't didn't she they say his his plane crashed into the ocean and they'd never find him or something? Isn't that wasn't that one of the it's stories? He was supposed to go to Costa Rica, but then he his plane never landed and right. they never found him. Yeah. So he just wanted to get away from her. Well, that would be my first guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna see if there Andy see if there's a news story. Well, according to Twitter. Carol Baskin's okay, husband being alive cool. should end the pandemic once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> now we can move well, on. We've come full circle. Started with the Tiger King. Uh, ending with the Tiger King. Carol Baskin's husband found alive in U.S. Congress. <laughs> They're just making up stuff left and right. So, AJ, what do you think? Tips from heaven with Kevin. I mean, Tevin. Oh, my goodness. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no. I want to do it that way. I, with Kevin. Oh, no, I mean, Tevin. We'll, right. we'll pretend it, we don't know who you are. Who's in e Kevin? And each week is just a different iteration of like an Evan name. Yeah, I like it. Evan. My name's Revan Pittman. <laughs> Revan Pittman, ladies and gentlemen. Devin. Yep. Devin. Devin? Yeah, Devin. Oh, Devin, that's a real name. I've been playing this game my entire life. Yeah. Have, you, have like people called you those I names your whole heard. life? Really? Oh, Evan, Kevin, Devin, Trevin, <laughs> you name it. Well, Tevin and yep. Devin sound very similar. So I'll there's that. Yep, every time. And then it's. On Kevin. Is it usually Kevin? Kevin? For sure. Yeah, it's usually yeah. Kevin. And then, they go, Tevin and, and then they go, oh, like, te oh, Tevin. Yep, yep, yep. Like, oh, like Tevin Campbell. Yep, yep, yep. And then they sing uh, Can We Talk by the <laughs> Great. Tevin Campbell. Great, great, great. And then How fun for you. we'll do a sports segment and we'll call it Sports Heaven. No, we can't do that because you already used Heaven. How about heaven. All the Way with AJ? What do you think? It'll be a sports show. Not a lot of times people will say all the way with me. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard that before in your life? No, I think, hey, look, man, I got, I got like, you know, 15 hours a week to fill. I got to have everybody Turn on the show. Turn something with Alex. Good luck. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yeah. Let's just bring up Rhyme Zone here real quick. It's not going to work. There we go. Alex. 
Don't go with phallics. I was going to say, the one word that anyone ever thinks See, that came to my mind, and I let it go. And you let it go. And you said it. That's the difference between you and me. Calyx and salix are both apparently words. Talix? Calyx. What do they mean? Phallic. Let's see. Calyx is, let's see, Merriam-Webster. What is it? The usually green outer whorl of a flower consisting of separate or fused Sepals? Oh, that's very useful. <laughs> oh, oh yes. you're such a callus. That's a word so that's just going to come up in casual it's conversation. A part of a flower. Okay. Well, that's good. And then Salix yeah, is apparently a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> Great. <laughs> really, really crushing Get it. Get your COVID update. Oh, wait. A Salix, <laughs> Salix is the genus to which willows belong. So, hey. Oh, there you oh, go. Plant-based Alex. Yeah. There you Fauna. go. Yeah. Yeah. Flowers them. and Flora. willows all at the same time. Yeah. Getting better by the minute, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. When's our guest on? Uh, In 12 minutes. 11. Terry Delonis and Alex Alonzo are gone with us in uh, 12 we minutes. We can rhyme Alex's Calix name. Calix and Alex Alonzo. <laughs> we can call him Phallix. Phallix Alonzo. Phallix isn't even a word. Great. I know Phallus no. is, but yes. close enough. Phallic is. Phalanx? Get a sense of humor. That's all I'm saying, Andy. That's all. Just get a sense of humor. What do you think? So every time he says something that isn't funny. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. That's, that's all the family. Said. That's the family's got that's it going for me now. Huh? Oh, come on, Tom. Great to be here. That's all I'm saying. Welcome back. All right. So what else is happening in the world? Anything good? Anything good? Like I said, all we're doing now basically is, uh, if you watch the news, they're lying. Although I've been watching Bluey. With our one-year-old Andy's son, just Ethan. to watch, yeah, so we can watch Ethan dance. He loves, he loves to dance to the theme song for Bluey, which mm-hmm. is da-na-na-na, brilliant da-na-na-na-na. move, seven minutes long. Yeah, the episodes. It's very it's smart. I mean, if you're for gonna have something kids. for little kids, seven minutes is perfect, don't you think? Yeah, that's their attention span. He loves it. He loves Bluey. Didn't they just do a study that Americans' attention span is now down to five minutes or something? Oh, I, I don't doubt that. It was nine, know. and now it's it's decreased. The longer you go with news. digital, it's going to get shorter and shorter, too. People cannot pay attention to anything anymore. What? What? What did you say? <laughs> what were we talking about? No, I just, I, matter of fact, just a couple of days ago, somebody did was not paying attention at all to what they were doing, and I ended up with nowhere near what I needed. What was that again? Remember, I, I brought it up to you. It's like, this is absolutely the opposite of what I needed because they didn't pay attention. I must not have been paying attention because I don't and know And I guess you weren't paying it. attention when I told you about it, so, you know. I don't know. Please. That's really great news. Really nice, but what the hell. So everything else is good. I'm just trying to think we don't have any teams that are playing right now. Well, anyway, we don't have a football team. We don't. Our basketball team sucks. Um I wish the University of Minnesota would get a men's basketball team that was worth a damn again. Oh, my again. gosh. They're absolutely horrendous. They're terrible. And I'm telling you what, when I was a teenager in my 20s, the Minnesota Gophers, Clem Haskin, as they used to call him, he used to call himself, couldn't even say his own last name, which I always loved. He always called himself Clem Haskin. It was one, couldn't say the S at the end of his own name, I guess. But that those teams were damn good. They went to the Final Four one year, remember that? And then they accused him of cheating or something. You guys, even, you probably don't even remember that. That was a long time nope. ago. I don't know who you're talking about. Clem Haskins was a really good basketball coach at the University of Minnesota for many, many years. There's no question about it. But uh, we, we, do 1986 we, to 1999. So 86 to 99. So it was there you like go. somewhat in my time, but that's about it. 
Yeah, somewhat. I was 13 by the time he was gone, so. In the, I think he moved to Kentucky or something, the University of Kentucky, if I remember correctly. But but do we have, I mean, you guys, we've got a couple of young guys and a young, uh, young woman in, uh, in the studio. Do we have any teams that are any good at anything anymore? I think the Wild are pretty decent. They're okay. Yeah. I they? think the soccer team, they did pretty well. No, what's the that? Links, the Lynx are usually, are good. usually good. Yeah, the Lynx are usually good. That's true. So what's soccer? What is that? Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota United. United. The United there. No, I mean, what's the, what's the sport they, in every They have, like, the round ball, and they kick <laughs> it to, like, a big net. Oh, you mean wow. football? Yeah, football. Football, yeah, football. Watch Ted Lasso. You'll learn all about it. Ted Lasso's all. Yeah, that's right. He goes over to the coach soccer team, doesn't he? He does. Is that show any good? It's fantastic. I li- yeah, i got to start watching it, because I like him. But I, the, I watched the first two episodes, and the first two episodes were very silly. I'm not a big fan of it's silly. Very, it's very sweet. Oh, well, I like, I like that. It. I think it settles in, but then season two was more, I think, serious. Yes. Oh, yeah, really? Season two was a lot more serious. Like, yeah. there's still some jokes and some lighthearted stuff, yeah. but for the most part, it's a very deep dive for, like, what the show's first season was into, mm-hmm. like, depression and anxiety oh. and, like, yep. overcoming your own, mm-hmm. you know, fears and stuff. Really? Like that. They're doing their third season is coming out soon, and it's the last one. Oh, he's only doing one more? So. And what country did he move to to coach the soccer team? England. Oh, it is England. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, i got to say, well, I tell you, and I, we've talked about this before, but, but television streaming, basically, but it's television itself as well, uh, I don't think it's ever been better. Honestly, God, there are so many great things on TV right now, particularly mm-hmm. streaming. It is, you, you couldn't possibly watch it all. And it's, man, there's a lot of good stuff. You guys have any, like, one new it's- thing that you watch? I'm I'm starting to watch, and maybe Andy, you probably have seen this, or maybe AJ, The Last of Us, based off the video game. The video game, yeah. I haven't started yet. I hear it's amazing. Okay, because I'm like i halfway through the first episode, and it's like phenomenal to start with. They changed everything, though. What do you mean they changed everything? Well, in the video game, (laughs) the way that the mushrooms spread, there were these spore clouds. So you yep. go into a building, there's a spore cloud. Spark. you gotta, you got to put on your, put on your mask, mask and, or else yeah. you just die instantly. But oh, in yep. the show, spore clouds don't exist anymore. Really? So it's okay. like, what's where's the danger in exploring, aside from the mushroom zombies? But other right. than that. Right. Although it sounds thrilling. <laughs> it is. Because like, the video game is probably like the greatest video game that's ever existed. And so I'm very oh, really? to watch the show. You know yeah. which one I want? them to like do a live adaptation mm-hmm. of a Bioshock one. Oh, Bioshock yeah, would be Bioshock really good. Would be amazing. Bioshock 1 specifically. I only yeah. watch Great British Baking Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good too. <laughs> Which I'm go. furious because in America you can't watch seasons 1 through 4. Why is, is yeah, why is that? You can't even buy them on Apple. Can why? you watch them on YouTube or something? No. Get like no, the DVD set on Amazon. I was gonna say, I, like VHS. <laughs> if you use a VPN, you might order? be able to. No, that's what my niece said. She text messaged me and she's like, "You can use a VPN." I was like, "Yes." Yes, a use v- a VPN. What yeah. is that? VPN is so basically on the internet. You go on the internet. Your computer talks to the server that you want to get stuff from. So your computer says, "Hey Netflix, give me this show." That's how it normally works. Mm-hmm. With a VPN. Your computer talks to another computer, which then asks Netflix for, you know, give me this show. And then it'll go through that computer back to you. And the idea is when you do that, Netflix can't see your data. They can only see the data of the computer that you are asking to get 
you the stuff from Netflix. I'm beginning mm-hmm. to be sorry I asked. <laughs> but yeah. basically the idea is, is like, if this computer was, say, in the U.K., then when it talks to Netflix, Netflix will show it the U.K. catalog. Oh, so then yeah. you can see the U.K. catalog. Yep, yeah, you have to pay for it. It's like, I don't know, well, how bad do you 15 want to bucks a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really yeah. badly. And I could watch all of the seasons probably in like Yeah, exactly. I use a VPN pretty much all the time. What? Is it like a login? Can you give me your VPN information? <laughs> probably, <laughs> actually. Steal your <laughs> is it an app? It is, actually. What do I do? Oh, can I use yours? Is that something that's possible? Maybe. I'd have to look into it. I'll send you flowers. Okay, then. <laughs> well, well that be nice. you know your brother so well. And a teddy bear. I do love flowers. <laughs> If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant we have alex on the phone Alex Alonzo. Oh, Alex is. Alonzo's ready Other to go. Alex. Terry is not with us yet, but he. Terry? it's also four minutes late, or early. Early. Right? It's four minutes early, so that's cool. Alex, how you doing? Good. 
Good. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly, man. It sounds great. Alex Alonzo, we have our daughter, Alex Rasmussen, on the show with us. So every time I go, hey, Alex, two people are going to respond. What do you think? I'll just, I'll just be quiet. Nope. <laughs> I'll just be quiet. No problem. Uh, Alex, is Terry going no to problem. join us as well, or has he got something else he has to do? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, my understanding, he was. All he right. He was coming, so we have. The new docuseries Gold, Lies, and Videotape premiered on Discovery uh, and Discovery Plus on January 13th, just a little over a week ago. A new, a new episode's rolling out weekly that will send viewers down the rabbit hole. Terry Delonis has been an unrelenting in his pursuit for answers of what happened to an alleged $28 billion treasure buried within a mountain in New Mexico that his grandparents found in 1937. Now, they, found, they did find the gold bars and all kinds of stuff, jewelry and coins and all that. They actually did find that, did they not, Alex? Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the original find... Um, was more artifacts and um, the gold, the gold bar and the gold came later. In oh, the story, okay. But he actually didn't know that it was gold. He thought it was just iron bricks stacked up. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, sixteen thousand uh, bricks of, of what eventually ended up being gold. Whoa. You know, Alex, i got to be honest with you. I'm very, very happy you're on today because I, at the very beginning of the show, about 40 minutes ago, I said, I just cannot talk about politics in America anymore or the federal government in America anymore. I just can't stand it. They're driving me nuts. And it looks to me, Alex, uh, that uh, the federal government might be involved in your story as well. Is that true? Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to get away from it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's <of> course, true. <laughs> the... Uh, the government, when you speak of, of government like a um, you know, like an organized effort to do something regards to our story, that's not exactly true. It's people with influence, people oh. in positions of power that uh, gained access and did some bad things. But I, I wouldn't call it a government uh, mm. effort. Okay. Yeah, because the only thing it says that I, I saw, some believe the U.S. government stole 16,000 gold bars and priceless artifacts while skeptics claim it never existed. So... Did they just, do you think maybe, Alex, they just came up with the story that the U.S. government stole it just to bring attention or pull attention away from them? Uh, why, why, why is that believed that the U.S. government may have stolen 16,000 gold bars and priceless artifacts? Well, uh, you know, part of our, our job out there when we were uh, digging is, is kind of like forensic inspectors to figure out what it is that, that's happened. But it, it wasn't some sort of executive order uh, to go do all this, okay, uh, okay. in our opinion. Now, we don't have any uh, solid proof of we, – we know there was a theft, but we're not clear on, on what happened. You know, we need to finish the job we, we started out there in, uh, in the 90s. You know, Alex, I, I try not to read too far into things before I do an interview just for the very reason – how did they stumble upon it? Why was it there yeah, in the first place? Do we have all these answers? Why was it there anyway? <clears throat> well, if we start with, um, we could start with how Doc Noss and Ova Noss, his wife, um, his name was Milton Doc Noss, he was a foot doctor, and they met in Oklahoma, but he received the story uh, long ago from some old Indian, because he himself was part Indian. Okay. And they told him that there's this 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 place of great power in a sombrero-shaped mountain in this valley where there's a stream, the only stream for 40 miles. So he had all these clues, and they went deer hunting one day. And 
uh, he, he found it. And so he thought it always came from the Apaches, which is, this was the Apaches playground. So this would be mountains called Victorio Peak after Chief Victorio, a great Apache. The, the mountain next to it is Geronimo Peak, which most oh, of us sure. have heard. Yep. Um, this is where all the Apaches were hiding during the Indian Wars. This was their playground. Uh, eventually, General Hatch and the cavalry, third, the Third Army eventually made their way down there, and um, a massive battle took base, place at the base of the peak, uh, and they fought to the death, um, the Apaches did, uh, to protect that mountain. Um, so the Apaches were clearly in charge of it, but was it the original orange, or, origins of it? And the answer is, is no, based on Doc Knopf's assessments. One of the possible theories is that it came from Maximilian, the emperor of Mexico, back mm -hmm. in the uh, late 1800s when he heard of an assassination plot against him. Um, they moved all the treasures and the gold, uh, everything out of Mexico and went north towards El Paso, and it vanished. Um, Doc did see artifacts inside of the mountain that were consistent with that. One in particular was an old top box that was stamped in like like a metal with a hammer it said carlotta which was maximilian's wife's name Ooh. Oh, so so he started he he realized that this was a storehouse not a single event but uh generations of of storing because it was a, a massive underground structure where all this stuff was and um that that's the reason that he continued uh digging first before he understood what the bars were because there was so much so many different vast amount of uh, artifacts deep in that mountain well, we have terry with us now oh good terry how you doing hey great how are you guys not too bad i haven't found 28 billion dollars worth of treasure but i'm doing okay <laughs> well we haven't salvaged it either so Terry Delonis, ladies and gentlemen, joining us with Alex Alonzo. We're talking about Gold, Lies, and Videotape premiered on Discovery and Discovery Plus on January 13th. Uh, Terry, we've been talking for about five minutes with Alex, and the, this story is fascinating, and to hear your take on it as well, um, not that it would be much different from than Alex's, but, but personal views on things, I always find that fascinating. What is this all about? How did you guys get involved? I, I, I love the story. Uh, well, it certainly is a great American family adventure. <clears throat> I I think uh, it's one of the last great uh, adventure stories of the Americas, and we we really encourage everyone to tune in to Discovery Plus and Discovery Broadcast and share the adventure with us. Uh, in those six episodes, you're going to catch up with a lot of the history that led Alex and I to our excavation and documentation of events at the peak uh, between 1989 and 1996. But uh, you'll not only have a great look back into ancient history, uh, <clears throat> you'll have a look at some of the technology that was implemented to get uh, a remote view of the deeper caverns that my grandfather and his co-workers ex uh, discovered and explored beneath Victoria Peak. 
what a story it is. So how did Doc and Babe just happen to stumble? Because it says in the story, in 1937, Doc and Babe Nas stumbled upon thousands of gold bars. Were they were they actually looking for it and just happened to stumble upon it? Or, uh, why did they use stumbled upon? Uh, well, um, in New Mexico and Arizona and parts of Texas, uh, treasure hunting and exploring is sort of like bird watching or oh, just okay. you know everybody does a bit of it and everybody uh, is interested especially in New Mexico every family has a lineage and a story and a lore and everyone feels very connected to history so uh, Doc and Babe were not unusual in the fact that they were okay. interested in discovering the past uh, Alex highlighted that Doc may have had some clues uh, that there was something to something to be aware of and and certain signs to take note of. And so every time he was out in the desert for any other reason, like deer hunting, he probably would have been looking for those signs. And on this particular deer hunting trip in 1937, he did discover that vertical access hole that led down to a labyrinth of chambers, tunnels, passageways, caverns, and side chambers. So uh, it was a progressive exploration uh, after Doc's first uh, couple of trips down to the bottom of the 200-foot passage. Jesus. He took more equipment gradually loaded more equipment up and took it down with him uh lanterns lanterns carbide lights ropes uh, crowbars all kinds of things and started preparing himself to explore the deeper chambers what a lot of people don't know uh tom is that he actually photographed some of the piles of metal bars that he found in one of the rooms uh, those photographs were taken to the state land office in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and put in the uh, in the land office file. They were later uh, later disappeared. Someone came in and pilfered the file and took those photographs out. So there was nobody in that territory at the time. I'm assuming because how long would it have taken them to dig out this cavern? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there was a bit of a cabin there to start with, but did you say a 200-foot hole to get down into it in the first place? Yeah, it was a 20-story was a, yeah. a 20, a 20 vertical access, which, we, uh, which Doc and Babe and the early workers called the chimney, chimney site. Mm -hmm. So, but that led down to passageways that from the inside of the caverns, Doc could tell there had been ground level entrances into the larger caves. And we think we found with the ground radar and some of the seismic work we did, we think we found the location roughly of what those ground level desert floor uh, access points may have been. So the people that put the bullion inside the caverns didn't take it up and down the vertical shaft they mm -hmm. just they just they had carts and wagons and they just hauled it in right right off the uh, desert floor in 
into the tunnels that led into the caves. Now, how much is, is there any way to know how much stuff has been taken away? Somebody else maybe stumbled upon it and took some of it, or over the years, people have stumbled upon it and taken things away. Is there any idea how much is still left in the caves? How much was taken away? Uh, somebody came up with a $28 billion value, so they must know pretty close to what was in there, right? Uh, boy, that's that's a really, a really good question. And uh, we begin to answer that question a little bit in the later episodes of this first season of Gold Lies and Videotapes. But I... My personal opinion, based on what I was told by people in the military, about half of the material originally discovered by Doc and Babe remains in the mountain. Really? So, so how did they come up with that $20 billion figure? Um, are there stories, are there written stories about taking the gold and the, the artifacts in? Did, did they leave behind a written document of some kind? Uh, that, in, in the family lore and in conversations okay. with my mother, my aunt, and my uncles, uh, and my grandmother, <clears throat> they discussed the fact that Doc photographed this long... Uh, long wall of gold bullion and metal bars stacked up along the, the cave wall. And they took, they took a couple of those photographs from different angles and counted the number of, of bars that were visible high and deep and wide and then multiplied and did, did the math. And in that one room, that's how they came up with the 16,000 bars. That wasn't Doc's number. That was a number that was extrapolated from the photograph by counting the number of bars that could be picked out uh, from the photograph of the stack. God, what a story this is. And and you guys found out about this because of family lore? Or how did you find out about it? Yeah, um... When, when I was about six years of age, living in eastern New Mexico, uh, my grandmother came to live with us. Oh, okay. So this would be in about 1955, and she had only recently been evicted from the claim at White Sands Missile Range. Her husband, my grandfather, Doc, had been murdered. So uh, she could do no more work on the site to try to reopen the caverns. So she came to live with us. So from about six years of age till about 18 years of age, I listened to her tell very detailed stories about the adventure. Um, Just, you know, as a child on her knee, and as I got older, just sitting in the room, uh, listening to her interviews and recording her audio tape accounts of the adventure. So I got down, I got this story downloaded into my brain from a tender age. The one thing I got to tell you, and, and I'm very serious about this discovery and discovery plus I'm so, I'm actually grateful for those channels. So many good stories are being told on discovery and discovery plus. So you guys, did you, did you consider yourselves lucky that discovery and discovery plus wanted to do your story? Cause they do a hell of a job. Absolutely, because uh, 
th- there's a, a global audience. We're, right. we're talking about o- over a, an audience of over a hundred million people around <laughs> around the planet. So uh, I it really does my heart good to see Babe on the screen. Yeah. And know that she is talking and telling her story to a hundred million people around the planet. Isn't that wonderful? And 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 by the way, uh, you mentioned that Doc was murdered. I should mention that three of my relatives over the last couple of generations have been murdered. So I understand how that feels. Although none of them ever had twenty eight billion. I do think one time that after my father died, he didn't live with us or anything. After I was about I don't know eleven years old or whatever. But I found his treasure trove, and it's basically a box, a shoebox full of IOUs. So it's not quite the same thing, Terry. No, but but a similar family trauma. When you have a, a death like that in a family, oh yeah, um, yep, it does leave an emotional scar for generations. Have you ever figured out why Doc was murdered? Yeah, it, it's 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 a fascinating story. Uh, he uh, he was in the midst of a transaction to sell some of the bullion that had he oh. had removed from the peak to a businessman from Texas. And the deal went bad, and uh, Doc was basically taken by gunpoint off the street God. in Hatch, New Mexico, into the guy's uh, office living room, and uh, they got into a fistfight, and Doc, at gunpoint, tried to break away and ran for his truck. And the murderer followed him out to the street and shot him in cold blood, murdered him in front of a dozen witnesses, and was eventually acquitted of the crime. <laughs> Why? <laughs> This tells you a lot about New Mexico uh, well, at that period yeah. of time. Uh, it was uh, this will be part of this will be revealed in uh, episode four, I believe, of uh, of the show. But uh, Doc was three quarters Cheyenne Indian, and uh, there was a lot of racism, uh, and it mm-hmm. was just easier to get away with a racist-type murder uh, in, in that period in history in the Southwest. It's a fascinating story, and Alex, uh, jump in at any time here because you did a great job as well in the first couple of minutes, so we'd like to bounce back and forth. Um, it's a fascinating story to me for the n- number one reason. Like I said, my job, I've been in radio or whatever uh, for 52 years, and the fascinating stuff to me, the number one story that I carry with me is people cannot behave or act like human beings around money. And it just, in other words, you talked about uh, Doc doing a deal with this guy and the deal went bad. Well, if there's that much gold and that much money involved, why would this other guy, how could you let it go bad? I mean, if you get 10% of it, that's a hell of a lot more money than you got now, right? They want it all. Well, I think the, um, what happened with that situation was that he, um, you know, he's trying to sell him the gold, but he had slipped under the window where these guys were to listen in on their intentions and heard they were going to cheat him out of the money. So oh, he moved God. where the gold was um, to probably renegotiate again, and they didn't like that. And so that led to some 
a big fight and eventual, eventually a murder. See that, but once again, a quarter of it's not enough, a half of it's not enough. No, we have to have it all. Otherwise, this is not going to work. I just don't understand. Gold fever. Yeah, gold fever. I mean, it's this money, 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 money thing, and we're going through it today, whether it's government involved, business involved, whatever it is. Uh, people just cannot get enough money. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it, well. it really, it, it really is, and it, it, it's not just money. It seems that gold itself has an even more dramatic effect yeah, yep. over people uh, than than currency. Uh, people go a little bit crazy. Uh, one of the sayings that uh, my grandmother is famous for was, "Where gold goes, blood flows." Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, and that that seems that seems to be the case, and and that's that's been an, another exciting part of this this journey for uh, Alex and myself and the whole crew, Tom. And that's uh, we we've had to we we have encountered the reality of human nature, and the way human beings right. act in the face of great wealth or the possibility of great wealth, and we've seen we've seen some really noble responses to a challenge like this, but we've also seen some scoundrels show up and seen some really uh, poor qualities of human nature come to the surface. So it's kind of a uh, master class in psychology and ethics to go on, a, uh, on an adventure and a journey like this. Isn't it kind of sad that people look at money as the true value of their lives? It's not what's in their heart or their minds. It's what's in their pocket. That that's always bothered me. It's uh, it's 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 certainly true, and I think uh, I don't know, Alex. Uh, you can weigh in on this and agree or disagree, but I think part of what has kept us uh, in the chase for all of these decades is. In a way, we've become immune to the lure of the gold. We, what we're interested in is the history of the site, the origin of the material, and the archaeological significance of Victoria Peak as a very important Mesoamerican site. So we're focused on something very different than the gold itself. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that as as a representative of the family i'm not going to claim it when yeah, it's salvaged sure. yep. <laughs> but that's really not the intrinsic uh, motivation uh the intrinsic motivation for myself at least is the ancient history uh i i think alex and i are in accord on that yeah absolutely i think um i think i'd be more than happy to sign off and say i don't want a nickel of it but the sad part would be is when this ends and we find it I gotta go find something else to do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Uh, the other option is I can take my share and I'll spread it evenly among our critics. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's a great move right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, let them have it. Yep. And and I'll buy, I'll buy their apology. How's that? <laughs> uh, hey, I've got a question. Quick. Um, okay, who owns this land, and and why? Wouldn't anything that you'd recover um, be what's it called repatriated to Mexico? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, I can give you a partial answer. Okay. Uh, this is actually state land. It belongs to the state of New Mexico. Okay. And 
the state of New Mexico entered into an agreement with my grandparents and gave them a lease and and issued mining claims for the entire section of land surrounding Victoria oh, Peak. Okay. Uh, but the, the the claim to the to the claim to the treasure itself is based on treasure trove law in the United States, which is based on old English common law. And that very simply states that in the United States, since uh, President Theodore Roosevelt passed the law, uh, treasure belongs to the finder no matter where it is found. Okay. If he has truly discovered it and taken and begun to take possession of it, mm. his or her claim is good against the world except for the true owner. And that would be the person who put it there. And that person at this point is lost to the ages. Okay. God, what a story yeah, this I know, is. Yeah, that's very interesting, this chain of command with finding treasure to me. So It's, uh, it's kind of an arbitrary law. It's kind yeah. of an arbitrary, I call it an accident of history um, that, we, uh, <clears throat> that we have the, the claim to the treasure. Yeah, it's interesting. God, I would. Uh, Catherine uh, turned me on to a show called Trafficking. Uh, is that all? Uh, is that? Oh, that's on Nat Geo. That's that, Nat another Geo. great channel. Um, but th there are all these stories about people making stuff up, and I mean, several different different episodes. Um, what are the first couple, Catherine? If you remember, uh, counterfeiting, fentanyl. Uh, creation. What made me think of this whole deal is every one of their stories involves scammers who have nothing to do with anything, who do nothing but lie. Are there people around this kind of, you can't really call it a business because it's you know, discovering uh, gold bars and, and artifacts and all the rest of it, but are there people that, that pull scams like saying, hey, you know what, I wanted to reach out to you because I was out in the desert and I was digging and I found all these artifacts and i realize there are many many more beneath but i need some money to go down and dig them out are there scammers stealing money from people on this kind of thing as well i i'm confident that there are <laughs> yeah me fact, too <laughs> yeah, smart money says yes. yeah there you go I, I, i'm confident that there are and uh as a family uh we we've sort of to avoid that sort of um accusation we've sort of taken a vow of poverty that any money that de is dedicated to this project goes only to the project nothing goes Good. into our our pockets and nobody I, I we didn't even draw salaries i didn't even draw a general partner salary uh in organizing the partnerships and the excavation uh we we're volunteers, so we, we want to make sure not to make any money. But yeah, we did encounter a couple of people who came to us and said, "Oh, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to buy an interest in your project." Yeah. And then we found out they were going to divide it up and I don't know, go off and sell it to other people. Mm, and we said, "You know, we don't. We we have enough problems. We don't need. <laughs> we don't, need, we don't yeah. need your help." But thank you very much for your interest. Yeah. So, so they were going to scam you out of your money. One hundred percent. Well, yeah, and this is the thing because um, this, this is the complication. And not only are are there some scoundrels who are attracted to any national story, it complicates our work. Yeah. Uh, in trying to vet 
the clues and the puzzle pieces and the whistleblower accounts that come across our desks. Through the decades, several people, uh, ex-military people and people in different government agencies who have retired, have come to us with sort of deathbed confessions and said, I had a role in removing some of that treasure, and here's what I did, and here's what happened to the material. And we have to be extra scrupulous and careful and vet their story and make sure they're not just making it up because they saw it on TV or read about it in the newspaper. So it kind of complicates our work that not everyone is honest, but uh, it adds to the complexity of the mystery. And uh, neither Alex nor any of our team are afraid of complexity. That's a wonderful thing. Do you, do you have any idea, the two of you, I mean, you talk about $28 billion of treasure. There's a, there's a reference later on, but the U.S. government may have stolen 16,000 gold bars and priceless artifacts. And is there any idea how much, I mean, you know where it is kind of, right? I mean, right? You, you must know where it is because the tunnels and the caves and all the rest of it, correct? Uh, yeah, Alex, did you explain about the uh, about the cave-in and the ground radar and seismic work? Uh, no, I didn't think the show was that long. But uh, <laughs> we... <laughs> Alex, are you getting bored with me? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, I'm afraid you're going to have to expand your uh, program format. But uh, the way to the way to handle that is actually to watch the show where they spend right. what five and a half hours. Um, extrapolating all these these details but uh yeah we we know where it is where it was where it still may be and that was the whole thing is to get back to where we were based on the maps and the secret stuff that was still kept in our in the family file um yeah so we're, we're we have a well let's just put it this way we're not treasure hunters we're we're treasure salvers we're there to salvage it right uh and have zero interest in hunting for anything else it's so. pretty amazing. Um, you guys, do you work directly with Mark Wahlberg on this, or is he just one of the big name in front uh, in front of the project? I don't, we did not work directly with him at this point, uh, but we work with his partners and, and everything. He's he's a pretty busy guy. He does great work, though, I think. Is, is, isn't he doing Shooter, Catherine? That was Mark Wahlberg that did yeah. that series, Shooter. Yeah. He does some great, great work. I really I really admire him. He's got, so what I'm basically saying to you guys, it was a really brilliant idea for Mark Wahlberg to work with you guys. I just gave you a huge compliment, Alex. What do you think? Well, that was stellar. Any compliments, great. It's it's like fuel in our tank. So yeah, there you go. Um, um, I I you know we're we're absolutely thrilled that um, he and his company, uh, you know, prestigious company that that decided to take on a story. Yes. Um, frankly, it it wasn't that hard of a sell because the story sells itself. Um, usually, the impressions we get when Terry and I would go and shop this is just like. Their attitude is, oh, my God, how has this not been told already right. in the world? So here it is, the first telling of it, episode three coming up this Friday. Um, and the other ones are on Discovery Plus and streaming and so on. But you you can start seeing, and I'm telling you, it's only the beginning. When you get to episode six, if we can continue, the viewers like it, and we have a good response, we're going to keep going season two, three, and beyond. Well, I guarantee you, you got uh, some watchers in the studio here. Uh, Andy, sounds like your kind of deal. 
My kind of deal? $28 billion in gold? Sure. <laughs> no, I mean watching a show about $28 billion. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, this stuff yeah. fascinates me. It just fascinates me that there, who knows what kind of treasure is hidden everywhere around this world. Uh, there's got to be a lot of it that, that went missing and it's never going to be found. So to hear a story about maybe $28 billion of treasure buried within a mountain in New Mexico, uh, it fascinates me. So I certainly... You've gained at least a couple because my wife, Catherine, uh, is sitting here. I think that sounds like something you'd love to watch. Absolutely. I love all this stuff. So you've already picked uh, both of us up and a hell of a lot more people. But could you guys uh, get it on your calendar, maybe pop back again in a few weeks to talk a, a little more, maybe when, after episode you know, four or five comes out before episode six? We'd love to have you on again. That'd be great. Hey, we would love that. Uh, <clears throat> we can give you uh, a little idea what kind of response we got. And uh, there's also a tip line on the uh, project website. So by the time the series, all six episodes have run, we expect there'll be more information coming into the tip line about some of the events that we may still be unaware of. I cannot wait to hear more about it. Terry Delonis and Alex Alonzo, the uh, show, is on uh, Friday's. On the Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus, of course. I I cannot wait to watch it. I'm really, really glad you guys booked the show and popped on today. Because this stuff, uh, the good part of it, the fact that you guys are trying to recover something that's been, you know, missing for nearly 100 years now. um, I I am fascinated by that kind of stuff. I always kind of wonder, you know. If you dug deep enough, how, how many people could find something buried under their own house if you dug deep enough? You know what I mean? I think I think that's the excitement in, in human yep. nature yep. is it, it. I mean, think about it when you're a kid and there's a hill over there and, it, and the first thing you do, let's let's run and see what's on the other side. Well, there's nothing on the other side. But that that thrill of adventure to 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 seek and go beyond that, I don't think ever ends in any of us. And it's not, again, the pot of gold. It's the chase. I mean, you want to turn yes. the next corner and see what there is. And that's that a big part of that is what drives us. Magnificent. Terry, Alex, stay in touch. We'll talk again uh, in a few weeks if it's okay with you. Hey, yep. thanks for your interest. Oh, God, I find this fascinating. I really do. So thanks for your hard work, and we'll talk to you soon, fellas. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. 
It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Terry Delonis. Terry and Alex calling in. So what do you guys think of this whole deal? I, I, and again, I, I hate to focus on the fact that they're, they must be surrounded by people trying to scam them out of ideas. Oh, all. I'm sure. Can you even imagine that going through that? Well, I mean, even a couple of gold bars and you'll be set for years. So Do you think? Yeah. So what do you guys think of it? I, think I mean, it's, it's like good. living every kid's childhood dream of being like a treasure hunter that's true yeah going out i kept wanting to ask them if they ever played the uncharted games (laughs) oh god now way to go which one of you two got him focused on video games gonna be the rest of the day way to go you pills well that's basically the entire plot is like he's got a map to some treasure and he goes and gets Mm -hmm. it people shoot at him you know like, I want to know, do they put a big X on their map as mm-hmm. they're going around? <laughs> yeah. No, I think what they do is they put the map on the table, and then they uh, jam a knife into where they think that the treasure is. <laughs> yeah. It's much more cinematic. Boom. It is cinematic, no question about it. Alex, what did you think? I mean, it was confusing that you kept saying Alex. Well, I suppose I kept calling him that's Alex because that's his name. <laughs> Of the whole thing. I feel like their life when they find this treasure is going to then be portrayed by like Nicolas Cage in a. Yeah. In a oh, film. yeah. That's oh, the yes. only I yeah. could think of was yeah. the National Treasure. National movie. Treasure. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I like him anyway. Nicolas Cage is terrific. But yeah, I mean, $28 billion worth, you would think that it'd be pretty easy to find, wouldn't you? Gold is, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of gold to be worth that much money i I think the gold bars have been removed i think they're looking for other stuff they said the sixteen thousand gold bars are missing yeah no yeah they haven't found them i'm guessing that they've been pilfered off i don't have any i don't have one gold bar in my possession that pisses Mm. me off why don't i have a gold bar i don't know talk to hubbard is in your severance package from KQ. Yeah. yeah, I got that in my uh, pocket right now, and my pockets are empty. So let me put it that way. There you go. Yeah, I only gave them 37 years of my life. Why would they want to give me anything? Right? How much, how much is that? Did you figure out the gold? It'd be 450 tons of gold. 450 tons. For $28 billion? Yes. And that's today's money? Missing? I don't understand. I know. That's today's <laughs> money, apparently, yes. Well, one, one bar at a time, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so amazing that they kind of know where it is, but they can't find it. That's pretty <sighs> odd, don't you think? The mountains are big. So they really don't know where it is. So they really don't know where it is. They think they know where it is. Don't we have some sort of, like, <clears throat> machine, something, some sort of technology that can... Like find the detector. stuff yeah, yeah yeah you would think now with all like well, the they sonar said, radar yeah they said yeah. they were doing yeah. radar and some stuff like that some gold drone <laughs> a gold drone yeah. <laughs> something I like something that. to make well, the job easier ground penetrating radar can only penetrate so far oh. and you know i don't know how I big suppose, this mountain yeah. is supposed to be but mountains can be pretty big oh no what i guess if you eat an egg now you're just going to get a blood clot 
Oh, what? Gee, how convenient. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Scientists warn eggs are causing thousands of people to oh suddenly form blood clots. There you go. Strokes and heart attacks. I bet. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Fawn eats an egg they every come morning. come up with this so. crap? Uh, it's unfortunate. Is it because there's an egg shortage? So they're like, see? Good yeah, thing. Maybe. Good thing yeah, there's a shortage. Well yeah. If you Sour had an grapes. egg, yeah, you, would just, you would die. Okay, I want to see if you guys have any idea if you would qualify for this, because I haven't looked deeply into it yet. So I want you to... Uh, th- I don't think I've ever qualified for anything. Never in your life? <laughs> so I'll say no. Uh, I just saw the headline just popped up. Governor Tim Walz proposes mm-hmm. checks for two and a half million Minnesota households. The DFL governor rolled out $65 billion budget on Tuesday. How could our budget be $65 billion? That's a great know. question. I have no idea. Sixty-five billion for one state? So Jesus! It costs a lot to educate those kids. It's half, our so. bu- half our budget is education. Mm-hmm. It's a very big union. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tuesday, including checks and some Social Security tax breaks. So, should I scroll down and find out if you guys are going to get any money? We uh, won't. I think it's like if you make under, if you're an individual that makes under seventy-five thousand, and like if it's a household, if it's under one hundred and fifty thousand, then you get a check or something like. So that. like a check or a, okay. So basically, like in your life, that'd be every week. You make like seventy-five million a week, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Walzer doesn't pay that well. <laughs> <laughs> Walzer doesn't pay you seventy-five million a week. Sell, yeah, sell yeah, faster, Tevin. That's a lot of cars. Yeah, way to go. Walls on Tuesday proposed his full vision of estate spending and taxes for the next two years, drawing an uh, estimated record-breaking surplus of $17.5 billion to boost cash for schools, housing, and paid worker leave, and to give tax breaks. His plan uh, amounts to a 26% increase from the current two-year budget, with more than uh, half of the increase in one-time spending. So uh, does anybody else know anything about this story? Because I don't want to read on and on, because they're going to go on and on to to try to distract me. That's what they're going to do. I've not, all I've heard is like he got proposed as well as he proposed to legalize marijuana and undo all of like the cannabis convictions as well. But undo I don't know them. any of this. No, like, no. Yeah, like so if you're in jail, let's free all our scrub Why? records. Why? And... When you did it, it was against the law. You can't just because it's now yeah, against. I don't know if that's how a law works. That's not law, how law is supposed to work. I can guarantee you. It was against the law when you did it because just because it's legal now, you don't get off, do you? I think so. If you were in jail and now it all of a sudden becomes legal, I think you can get out with, not necessarily scrub it from your past, but say like, hey, yeah. you can at least get yeah. out now. I, yes, you committed like a crime and you knew you were committing yeah, a crime. It's, it's like if you were in jail for being a witch in like the 1800s. Well, there is that. Yeah. Right, you gotta, <laughs> you're still in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, well, if you're still in jail from the 1800s, then you probably are a witch. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but it's not illegal here. anymore, right. so you can be as witchy as you like. As witchy. Let the witches free. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's an awful lot of money. That, that number scared me, by the way. When I heard we had a, a record $17.5 billion surplus, I went, oh, my God, how are they going to piss this away? Because you and know they're going to piss it well, away. Well, here's an idea. How about give it back to the taxpayers that got Ooh, you that yeah, surplus? Yeah, when you've got yeah. a surplus, and that means you're overtaxing. Yep. Right. Yeah. Be, better, be better at budgeting overall so you can not tax as much. Yes. Like, yeah. I still love the fact that, first of all, uh, it was – what the hell was his name again? Uh I can never remember the guy's name from Hannibal, Missouri. What, he was the president of the United States. What the hell is his name again? Oh, you know that he's from Hannibal, Missouri. I know he's from Hannibal, Hannibal name, but I can't remember his name. He's in the 1950s, I believe he was a president, but uh, he's, he's the one who took over. Who is it? 
Did you say I'm Taft? Guessing Taft? I'm guessing Taft. <laughs> You're hilarious. I think, a, I think that was a president. Oh, Andy, who the hell he, was it? Andy's trying to find out for me. But he took Social Security and put it in the general fund, which he was never supposed to do. Uh, the reason being, he wanted to balance his budget, so he wanted it to look good, right? So he took that money, put it in the general fund, and it stayed there. And that's why, to this day, that you and I pay taxes on our Social Security. Because he wanted to look good, you and I have to pay for it every time we cash a paycheck. There is no president from Hannibal, Missouri. Well, who's from Missouri then? Just Missouri in in general? Harry Truman is the only president born in Missouri. There you go, Harry Truman. That's exactly who it was, is Harry Truman. We're in Missouri specifically. Yeah, that's a great question. So we can a suburb of Hannibal. That's right. He was <laughs> born in Lamar, Missouri. Lamar, uh, Missouri. And where's Lamar? Uh, right next to Hannibal. Right next to Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. Is it the Golden Valley of... He summered in Hannibal, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He summered in Hannibal. What a cabin. I just love the fact that you look back throughout history, and it's not... Look, if you think this filth in politics just started... I, you can go all the way back if you want to. The scams that people have pulled just to make themselves look good or for them to make more money, they they never started and they'll never end. It's just always been here. Isn't that amazing? It is yeah, amazing. and it probably never really will get too much better because then no. that requires politicians to hold themselves accountable and then be put at risk of themselves being held accountable in the future when they decide to continue this behavior it'd be kind of nice if somebody was you know had to stand there and say yeah i did it you're absolutely right right yeah have you guys ever voted on the you remember when they named all the plow trucks and was it the state of minnesota or minneapolis yeah i remember that they named them all yep they named them you want to know the latest name oh they're great you ready yep Sleetwood Mac. That's that's good. That's, that's quality. Good. That's a pretty that's good nice. one. That's the content I came here for yeah. today. It, aren't the ones that usually win like Plowy McPlowface? Or yeah, yeah they usually. Plowy McPlowface. Yes. Plowy yeah. McPlowface. That's exactly Plowy right. So I just did some quick calculations here. Okay. Seventeen billion dollar surplus. Seventeen and a half billion. Well, whatever. Divided by uh, five point seven million, which is the population of Minnesota, mm-hmm. times 0.75 which is assumed to be the population over the age of 18. Right. We're just going to assume everyone over 18 is a taxpayer, even though they're not. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be $4,000 extra dollars per person they overtaxed. $4,000 yeah, a person. take that back. Yeah, exactly. Give me my $4,000 back. I'll be perfectly happy. You're not getting it. No, 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 of course not. No. So $4,000 a person they overtaxed. And that's if every single person over the age of 18 is a taxpayer, which God. I don't think it's even close to that. No, it's not. No. Isn't that amazing? All of this money. And again, we just uh, say it again. It's money, 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 money. That's all that matters in the world anymore, I suppose. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's been songs written about that. Money makes the world. For the love of money is the root of all evil. The OJs, let's not forget it. Yep. OJs and also the Bible. The Bible. Yeah, might have done it before the OJs, I'm pretty sure. It must be time to go because Jude's acting like a squirrel. Uh, He's got another three minutes. minutes. Jude, you're off by four minutes today. He's off by four minutes. Jude, what's going on? They're making his weird little dinosaur noises. Yes, he is. (laughs) You know what's hilarious about this? I do find this hilarious. So uh, vote now, Sleetwood Mac and Skull Plow among finalists in MnDOT Snowplow name contest. I scroll down, not one comment. Why wouldn't you come in? It's fun. Yeah, That's a good name, Sleetwood Mac. Misery. 
So it's just too lighthearted. They want to be pissed off because everybody wants to be pissed off Maybe right now. Maybe people don't like any of the names. Sleetwood well, Mac. Just, oh, could you not like Sleetwood Mac? I think I you just know. go and vote and you don't really comment. Yeah. Oh, I Maybe. don't know. Comment people on all. People comment on anything. So yes. Just, yeah, to find the post that has no true. comments. Is, yeah. That's true. I know, I, you know, on, on those online uh, polls that are out there, it's like, you know, they, they give you like four choices. One is you're wonderful, two, you're terrible, and third one you're a murderer i always pick the worst one just mm-hmm. to skew the results may as well like, hopefully nobody will read these there you have it well that's going to do it for yet another day ladies and gentlemen i thought i thought our guest was terrific today those two guys i thought did a really good job that stuff fascinates me any anyway that there's all this gold and these artifacts and stuff underground and we'll never find about 99 percent of it right wouldn't you i mean we're never going to find most of that stuff do you think no. start digging Get a shovel. Yeah, start digging right now. At random. I agree. You might find something. All right, like I said, we got Tevin, AJ. We got to come up with good radio names for when the because we got to create a slot for both of you to appear at least once a week on the on the uh, the new morning show. I'm going to be doing starting on the 20th of February. So figure it out. What you want to talk about? What you want to do? I'll come back next week with a with a cool name. Okay, AJ, you got what do you want to do? Time slot. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll brainstorm a little bit. Okay, brainstorm amongst the two of you. You'll be good to go. And uh, Tevin, we'll see you soon. AJ, we'll talk to you and Alex tomorrow. Not Alex. Oh, Alex won't be on tomorrow. tomorrow. It's Thursday. Is tomorrow, Doug going to be on? Thursday. Is Doug on tomorrow? I don't even know. Tom from Greenville on the chat is, says he's in Dallas right now, so I well, might if he's going to be coming back. Well, then we might need Tevin and uh, uh, to come back again to do car selling secrets. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk <laughs> they to him. They'll fire me. <laughs> Although, they're not going to fire you. I was you. a celebrity when I came back to like, they're like, you were on the Tom Bernard podcast? Like, what did you guys talk about? Did you guys talk about cars? And I was like, yeah. No, we really did not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tell you, we did not. <laughs> but yes. That's very funny, actually. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.